Hello and welcome to Juggling Podcast number 20. Three. And uh, this is uh, Luke Burge and beside oh, me is... Yeah. Oh shit, I wanted to go for a wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are up to Juggling, 20, juggling Podcast number 23. <laughs> beside me is Paula Brentler. Hi. Um, we're recording this live from Berlin. Yep, yeah, we're actually back in Berlin for a few days and then we're off out on the road again i'm leaving tomorrow and i'm we're going off and doing some variety show next weekend so we'll be meeting up in hamburg for that so um yeah so this podcast will be having interviews later from priam who's the uh well how would you describe him poli oh, i i don't know i really don't know i have no description for priam okay well last week you were he was the sexiest last no week no was it last last uh last week it you, was two years no, ago two weeks ago you said sexy priam so priam is that is the tallest and sexiest member of the mad french posse the diablo team who released diabology and uh who've performed around europe and things at like juggling conventions so priam will be uh being featured he's our main feature interview this week also at the end of the podcast uh which will be closing out the podcast uh, we'll be saying goodbye, and then we're going to release the uh, interview with Ori Roth, okay? And we recorded this in Israel, but there was a, a, a malfunction with the microphone adapter um, input thing, and so it's really, really quiet. So I'm going to try to record it onto the computer and boost the volume and clear it up in some way, and then release it for anyone wanting to hear that. Yeah, because a lot of people ask for that, for that interview. Yeah, quite a few people have emailed saying, hey, when are we going to hear Ori Roth? And uh, so it, it'll be after the end, so it might sound like 10 minutes of silence at the end of the podcast, but it really isn't. It's actually um, 10 minutes of an interview that you'll just have really to... nice interview. Yeah, you'll just have to strain to hear it or turn your speakers up loud or something like that. So that'll be right at the very end. And then I will say, boo! <sighs> Paula, I've got headphones on. You don't need to exactly. do that. That is what the people will do. They'll turn up their music like really high and then I think, Wah! Except now you've told them about it. They won't even listen to the end of the podcast in case they break their speakers. No, the thing is, that's the fun. They are waiting for it, but it won't happen. Ah. Uh. Well, I'll take that boo sample you just didn't put right at the end as well. Anyway, let's move on to some news uh, of things that we've done in the past week. What have we actually done, Polly? Um, I don't know. No, we've not really done. I guess we've just been in the apartment and actually I, I living have here. I've done a lot. Yeah, we've I done just... a lot. Not a lot of juggling stuff. Oh, you yeah, saw I some finished, shows. I finished a new new picture. Oh, that's cool as well. Yeah, uh, but you saw some shows yesterday at the Carnival de Culture here in uh, Berlin. Carnival de Culturen. Carnival de Culturen. Uh, any highlights from that show? Um, yeah, my highlight was that I went along and I thought, oh, great, I know that guy from Landsberg from the Street Show Festival and I know that guy from Gütersloh Street Show Festival and it's just a big meeting. Yeah, yeah and also funny. And also people who were actually eating in our house the night before the yeah, party that Lena we had. was there <laughs> and she, she ate with us the night before and I saw the show for the first time. Hers and Tobias. Yeah, what do you think? Um, nice act. I just thought... I know they were really hot, but I didn't see that much of... How do you say? Like, of, of chemi between them? A chemistry. Chemistry between them. Oh, that's at a real At the beginning, it was, it was stronger than at the end. Oh, that's a real pity. I've seen them practice it quite a lot of times and really like it as well. But I do agree, it's like the... It, I the, do like it. I didn't say I didn't like it. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you need... I, I think they need to be... Uh, they, it seems to me that they're often acting a bit too much as well. And that's... Uh, 
something. And that's also what I actually want to, I wanted to bring this up. I was talking to Paul about um, Stefan Singh's new act that I saw last week, and and I said, yeah, it was good, but he plays like a different character on stage, and I don't really like it. I like sort of um, you know the uh, um, the nice Stefan. And actually, talked to Stefan about this um, after the convention in the in the airport, and he and he said, yeah, I wanted I don't just want to be nice Stefan on stage. I want to try out a different character. And Paul yeah, brought up a great observation yeah, because we had that interview with with him. And we asked him, what's the most important thing for you? And he said, it's to be you on stage. It's to, to be, be honest. honest. Yeah. yeah, to be an honest juggler, to be yourself. And uh, and when Luke explained to me what he's doing on stage, I thought, I said, is he honest with himself? And Luke was laughing and saying, like, oh, I think that might be the thing that's missing. Yeah, he, he just wanted to be honest. Anyway, I don't want to put a downer on these shows. I really, I really enjoy I these been shows. There, so I can't say anything. Yeah, I really enjoy Stefan's show, and it was, and it, it worked well. It just wasn't as good as his his previous character on stage, which was a bit more nice and a bit sexy and a bit more uh, uh, appealing and things like that. Anyway, so um, let's uh, uh, let's move on. Any other news? Any news for the future? I don't think so. I'm just uh, going to be really busy away quite a bit in June and all of July and all of August. Hey, if anyone's w- looking for for to sort of like uh, sublet their apartment for the summer if they're going away, I really recommend Craigslist because I put our or details on that. Someone wants an apartment in Berlin for two months. <laughs> just call us. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I, I put the uh, details on Craigslist yesterday and got twelve responses back already of loads of people saying, "Hey, yeah, we really like the look of your apartment. We want to move in for the summer." Um, so that's cool. Um, let's move on to some feedback that we got for for the for in the past week. Actually, not only has not so much feedback come in from the past weeks or last week's podcast, uh, there's been less downloads as well. Not not half as many downloads, but it's down by like a few hundred people. Maybe people just don't like convention reports shows or something, or they're not interested in French juggling conventions. I don't know what it is. Yeah, so just tell us if if you don't like anything because we can learn of it. Yeah, just keep sending in the in the feedback. And actually, we do we love the feedback. This is really why we do it. We don't do it for the uh, uh, for the money or for the anything like that, you know, because there isn't any money. Um, but it's uh, mainly just for just for the feedback and people are saying, "Hey, it's great." And we do get quite a lot of uh, emails about that. Um, I was going to mention some, but there's quite a few and I can't I don't want to go through all of them just some other more specific feedback um someone uh, said uh hi my name is Adam and he goes on to ask how do you go about getting a job on a cruise ship now this wasn't specifically for the um the podcast but I just like to say that I can't really give a lot of advice on that because I've only ever once got myself um we yeah we Okay. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm oh. just saying that I have only gone through the process of getting a cruise ship gig once, so I don't know what the thing is, except to say... I actually got it. <laughs> it was Polar's idea. Polar's like, hey, it I want to... It wasn't just my idea, I also got the contact. I know, but you were like, hey, I want to do cruise ship shows, and I was like, yeah, eh, yeah maybe for next everything. year. And Polar's like, no, let's go for it. And then and we go, oh, let's aim for it maybe for the autumn, and we and when we got it, we got one like four days later, which is pretty cool. Anyway, so uh, all i got to say is that you need at least... 50 minutes to an hour's worth of material. You need a 50-minute show. Until you've got a 50-minute show, I suggest not applying for cruise ship gigs because I've also heard that if you apply for a gig and you do it and they're not happy with it, it's really, really hard to get rehired onto the cruise ship scene if, you don't, if you're not ready to do it. So um, that's all I'd say. Get yourself at least a 50-minute show, then start applying. And it took me about five years of, of working on material to actually get a 50-minute show of new material that I'm uh, really happy with. So um, good and luck, guys. a nice girlfriend. Yeah, and, an, and, a, and a partner. You wouldn't get that, these gigs. 
Well, no, they we wouldn't because they're, they're looking for teams as well. So if you get exactly. if you get a sexy if uh, you get partner, a, a rabbit, a rabbit. Oh yeah, it was a magician. <laughs> so Magicians get a normally don't work in teams. Oh yeah, they oh, do. They always have these this assistant that that good-looking assistant being in a box. <laughs> yeah, that they can stab. Let's um, move on. So unspelt podcast, podcast, which is a bit funny. Anyway, let's uh, let's go down. Why isn't it going down? Go down, go down. Let's try now. Okay. Oh, here we go. So someone said, uh, "I want to listen to your music. Juggle how you like it. Where is it? Just go to lukeburridge.com forward slash." music and you find the music also matt hall sent us an email and saying hey i want to be on the podcast i want to do a, a podcast about juggling workshops at conventions because he liked the thing that we talked about conventions and the and how to host a show and games and things like that he said hey do a, a workshop workshop on your podcast so we'll do that but uh, that's going to be sometime probably in july that we're going to have that uh, with uh, do's and don'ts yeah recorded someone else asked this was oh, i didn't get the name of this guy he, he says is there a juggling oscars is there sort of an award ceremony for people who release juggling videos and dvds yes there was at the bjc this year it's called the world juggling video federation and um he says because you know you people want appreciation for all the effort they put into it and uh, and the people also then can see which videos are worth watching which ones get the award and i guess it was quite successful this year not of that many people voted and the and the video that won i didn't really rate that highly um but there it was it was quite good was it the girl with the hula hoops it wasn't the girl with the hula hoops it wasn't angie but it was the the uh video called circle or something like that i can't remember exactly what it is but i I wasn't it was okay but you know compared to other videos that were released it wasn't that fantastic um just some other feedback not via emails that we got one person said on rec.juggling that um they don't like this podcast so much because it feels too much like hero worship and i was you didn't tell me i know i forgot to mention i just remembered now hero worship what is it? It means, well, that's the thing. I don't really understand how it applies to the podcast. Hero worship is when you're just going, oh, you're fantastic. Oh, you're great. Oh, you're great. And you're always looking up to someone. But I don't know because it's us. And it's like, is are we worshipping heroes or are people worshipping us? I just don't understand exactly what it is. So or are we worshipping us? Ourselves? It, it could be that. But then I think that's like less. Like me, you, you, me. And we just think we are the best. And we are. <laughs> of course we are. No, but the thing is, I don't. I don't think that's hero worship. I think that's oh. just pride and uh, I don't Honesty. know. What... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I didn't really understand that, but that was actually in a thread about the other juggling podcast, the Jugglers on Jugglers podcast. Which again, I'd love to recommend people listen to it, but I can't because it's no Luke, good at all. Just Wait, stop no, I'm not saying because it's no, it's not because I really want it to get better. Let me just say this. If anyone is out there who wants to put on to put together another juggling podcast, go ahead. I want there to be more juggling podcasts for one reason that um, competition isn't really competition in this field. You know, everyone, you know, because those guys who are doing the other juggling podcast, they're doing more sort of sports juggling and American juggling, and we're doing very much sort of performing juggling and artistic juggling and, and European kind of scene. And so, Berlin juggling. <laughs> yeah, very much Berlin juggling scene as well. So I'd love to hear juggling podcasts from America, from other places, you know, from the UK. I don't know. From uh, Israel. Maybe from Israel. From That'd be great. Uh, but uh, we, you know, so I, I want to hear juggling podcasts that I don't record. Um, and I don't want to listen back to past 
recordings that we've done because they're probably going to be crap when I listen back to them. And we know quite exactly what we, we talked about. Yeah, okay. So it wouldn't be anything new for you. It wouldn't be. So all I'm saying is, guys, if it, it's, if someone wants to make a good juggling podcast, I'll listen to it. The thing is, the, the, the Jugglers on Juggling podcast, it hasn't been this week, but so many of the emails that we get is like, oh, I listen to your podcast and it's uh, and it's great. Uh, and then they said, I tried listening to the other podcast and now I realize how good your podcast is. And I'm not just saying one or two people have sent us that email. It's been sort of, I haven't I mentioned it up until now, but so many people do that. So okay, I still, I just don't want you to go on about it every single I'm day. not. It's just that I want there to be another good juggling podcast for me to listen to. And it literally hurts my ears to listen to the other one. Anyway, any anything else that you want to talk about at this point of the of the podcast, Paula? Um, No. Yeah, me neither. I don't think there's going to be like a theme to this podcast except Priam's interview and then the Ori Roth interview afterwards. So uh, let's go straight to the, the Priam interview, okay? Is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> Sexy Priam. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Priam from the Mad French Posse. Um, I talked to him just about a week ago at the Toulouse Juggling Convention in the south of France and he's from near there as well. So uh, uh, here's the interview. Enjoy. So joining me now uh, is a, a very good diabolos and a good friend, Priam. Hi, Priam. Hi, Luke. Um, so uh, let's get back to the uh, the start of Priam's journey into being the Diablo master that he is now. So Priam, tell me a bit about uh, yourself and how you began juggling and how you got into Diablo. Okay. Uh, I first discovered Diablo in 1992. Uh, I was uh, 12, something like this. My cousin, my cousin came one day with uh, this, a Diablo, I, I didn't know what it was, and uh, I said it, and at, at the really beginning, I really felt in love with it. It was uh, just, uh, it was very magic for me, and very cool, and uh, you could do very simple tricks, and all the people around you were, what the, f- what's happening, I don't understand. <laughs> So it was cool, and uh, for the first eight years, on f- no five years, I was alone. Uh, I, I practiced it uh, alone, every, not every day, but very often. And uh, I didn't meet, I didn't meet, I didn't meet uh, any any diabolo, uh, diaboloist uh, as good as me. So what kind of um, skills were you doing there? What kind of tricks? What kind of things? I mean, this is a long time ago before like all the new school tricks, as they are yeah. called, I guess, came out. What kind of things were you doing back then? Uh, like uh, many Diabolists, uh, I start with the book, uh, Le Diabolo de A à Z, from A to Z. And uh, yeah, after... This is, is this a French book? Uh, it's a book from Mr. Babash, for, so from Switzerland. But it's, okay. it's in French, but... I'm almost sure there is a, a version in English. I'm sure. I, I don't know the book personally. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's a good book with uh, about 100 tricks. And after a few years, I was able to do all the tricks. And at the, at the end of the book, there are some tricks with two Diabolos. And even with three. Uh, but they just... It just show how it is, but they don't explain how it works. So they're just mentioning some tricks that are possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very like this that maybe you, this is possible. You have a, a picture of it, but no explanation. It's the same in in Dave Finnegan's book, The Complete Jugglers. Five club juggling, juggle five clubs. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It should be. And also in a book of uh, Donald Grant, the one uh, which is uh, too too hot to handle. At the end, there are some three diabolo. Tricks uh, low, yeah. 
and but nobody was able to do them but Donald just he said okay we, we, we put them in a book and maybe someone will be able to do it one day <laughs> that's cool so that was the, like the first five years of you being Diablo were you doing any other juggling at the time or just Diablo just Diablo at the beginning and after five years when I was uh, 17 18 I start to juggle with balls with devil sticks and at the age of 20 I start with clubs Okay, so you said for a long time as well, you were just by yourself, you were the best Diabolist that you knew. Yeah. Um, it sounds familiar because I also first did Diablo when I was 11 or 12 year old and again was one of the best jugglers I knew just because I didn't know any other jugglers. So tell me how you got in contact with other jugglers and how you sort of broke into the juggling scene. So the, the first uh, very good Diabolist I met was uh, JB and uh, Trash and Eric. Uh, These guys are from Paris, yeah? Yeah, they are from Paris. Oh, no, JB was from Toulouse at the beginning. Because all, uh, all of us, we were in, uh, in different uh, computer science schools or engineer schools. And there was some contest between schools. And one day there was a juggling contest between schools. And we, were, we met this day and we, we compared each other. And, uh, Did you win? No, JB won. At that, at that time, JB was very, very uh, far from us. It was very good. And it was well, yeah, in 2000. And in 2001, he, he put a, a website online with his tricks. And then I, I do the same next, the year after and Trash also. And then we decide with Eric, Trash and JB and other good diabolists from Paris to... to to, to, to show what we found because uh, for a few, few years all of us we, we found new tricks, new, new techniques and... What year was this, sorry? What? When was this? You're saying over after the next few years, uh, what kind of year was this? In 2000 and 2003. Okay. Yeah, and at that time nobody, uh, there was nothing in the books or in the video uh, about the new stuff, so we wanted to show the new stuff. So we decided to 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 make diabology. And was this the uh, I guess the beginnings of the Mad French Posse as you became known? Yeah, yeah. And just to know it, the the name of the Mad French Posse uh, was found by Matt Hall. The, the yeah, this was in Svenborg, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Svenborg, the uh, EJC 2003, and Matt Hall, the best uh, American diabolist at that time. Uh, went in Europe and was very impressed but uh, why, uh, with uh, what he, he, he saw uh, in Diabolo and he said about us Mad French Posse so we kept, we kept the name for the, for the team to make the DVD. Does the Mad French Posse still do anything together um, now and then? Because I've not really heard so much from you guys after the DVD and I've seen you perform a few times I guess, a few of you. Uh, what's up with that? About the Mad French Posse we, we never we never make uh, made a, a show the nine of us. Once we we made a show uh, the six of us. Was this in Carvan? It was in Carvan at the EJC 2004. Uh, in yeah, and uh, after that we did uh, two show another show with six people in Belgium, and then we we made a show with three people in Prague and with four people then uh, still in Belgium. But now uh, from the Mad French Posse. We are nine at the beginning, five of us are professional, but we, we, we are running a solo, uh, but uh, Eric and Antonin who are in a, in a duo. 
I see, yeah, I've seen their, um, their act as well. I thought it was amazing too. Um, so uh, tell me a bit about Three Diabolos. You're like a Three Diablo master. Um, when did you first learn? And, and at the time, how many people did you know of who in Europe, say, could do Three Diablo at the time? Um, at the very beginning, uh, in, the, in the video Diabolo Follies 2, part 2, there is uh, the famous Jochen Schell, uh, who may who make the, yeah, the three diabolo in the video, three high, and uh, <clears throat> then uh, I met uh, Trash and Tony. We were the, the first to to be very solid with three diabolo low, and uh, when we we make when we made the DVD, I decided to, to learn three diabolo uh, just to to, to 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 put it in the DVD also with uh, JB and Baptiste, and at that time also we. We, start, we started to understand how we could use Sideswap uh, with Diabolos and especially with three Diabolos. With two Diabolos it's also useful but uh, with three objects you have more possibilities. So it was very interesting to, to use it with three objects. So just explain quickly that you say sight swaps with Diabolos. Of course normally people know the three ball cascade is three, 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 three. How does that convert to three Diabolos? It's just the rhythm. It means that when you do a three, you have to throw this object again, three count later. So you only have one hand, your, your hand is the string, and you, you do like a, a shower. The shape is a shower, but because you have one hand, it's only three, 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 three. Cool, and so a four is a higher throw, a two is a lower throw. Uh, what's, a, what's a two and what's a one? The one you have to keep the uh, Diabolo like with uh, the one is with one hand is like a two with two hands. So you keep the object for one count. And instead of keeping it and doing nothing, we, we, we can make a sun. The, most of the time we do a sun between the arms and then we, we throw it again. And a zero? Zero, you do nothing. So you can pirate, you can uh, jump over the, the string, you can hit the sticks, many things. So, uh, go on then, what's your favorite uh, first two Diabolo site swap and three Diabolo site swap? Uh, I love that the, with two Diabolos, uh, I love that the beginning three, four, or one. Uh, what, so that's you, you throw a higher one, higher one, a zero, what's that, a pirouette or just a pause? No, uh, I use the zero to prepare a, wipe, a whip with two hands. And then with the one, I just after I catch the Diabolo with the whip, I do a sun. And it was a, a good a good side swap to make a whip when you do two high or three high. Or so it's a performing side swap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do this one in my show today, three, four, or one with the whip, with two hands. And with three Diabolos? With three Diabolos, uh, the very, very good one. And easy to do at the beginning is 5-3-1, of sure, but the... Because the, the Diablos sort of stack up in the air. Yeah, stack up. But if you want to do uh, a stack with three Diablos, and you can do a pirouette below, uh, it was one of my, one of my goal at the very beginning, to, to, do a, to, to be able to, to, to do this side swap one day, and now I can do it. It's 6 4 2 0 Six four two zero and so they all stack up and then yeah. as they're in a perfect line, stationary in the air, you do the pirouette underneath. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
so, because uh, you've been uh, at the conventions that I've been to, where you've been at the conventions as well, you've often done demonstrations with Jibay and also workshops. Tell me a bit about your workshops that you did. And you also uh, did some workshops at the Catacomb in Berlin. Tell me a bit about the kind of things that you teach in the workshops. Uh, I like to do workshops because at the very beginning, my first workshop were only about the techniques and techniques with uh, two diabolos at, at the beginning. And then because in the convention there are no many there are not many people who, who wants to do workshop with Diabolo. Uh, every convention I was asked to do the Diabolo workshop. So I, I started to think about method to, 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 to teach uh, Diabolo. So uh, I found some methods with uh, with one Diabolo with the body tricks, uh, two Diabolo to, to separate uh, the control of each Diabolo. The left diabolo is controlled by the left hand, the right diabolo is controlled by the right hand, and you have some exercise like, like this. And then also the side swap is very useful also as a method to learn. And uh, then the, the final work of my workshops is uh, if I have enough time, several days, um, I like to, I have a method to, 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 to build up um, an act uh, in four layers, uh, considering the tricks, the combination, the style, and the character. Cool. So at the end of this, your your workshop attendees will go away with some small routine of like a few minutes long that they can perform. Yeah, yeah. If we have enough time to do it, we can do it, yeah. That's cool. Let me talk a little bit about your shows that you've done. I've seen you do, I think, three or four different acts. Um, one with glow diabolos that you've done a few years ago, and these days you have a, a big costume. Tell us a bit about where you, when you started performing and what kind of like diabolo show that you do these days. Yeah, I started to perform in a juggling convention in some open stage, and I liked it. And at that time, I was working as an as an engineer, so an engineer. Yeah, engineer. Uh, computer science engineer and it was good and people around me uh, were saying you, you have to perform you have to do it as a job so I decided to to quit my job and to to try to become professional so my first act was more like a technical performance without any character or costume or anything and then uh, I met uh, people to help me uh, to 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 make a costume, the one you see. Uh, Just describe your costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My idea was, because I'm very tall, uh, and I like uh, the, the character of an English gentleman, you know? But I like also, because it's Diabolo, and because it's more fun, the, the science fiction or futurist. So the, the basic idea was to, to, uh, to be a, a futurist gentleman. And that's it. <laughs> a sort of science fiction English gentleman. So you've got this huge hat, which you actually hold a Diabolo in as well. And how tall are you? Uh, in meters, one meters 95. So it makes like six feet, something like this. Yeah, I think a bit more than six feet, actually. Uh, six foot four, six foot five or something like that. So, uh, yeah, and on stage you look huge. Also, the uh, a lot of the, the tricks are also very wide, of course. You, you're not just very tall, but you do fill up the stage side to side as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I work once with um, someone to, to help me. We say in French, metteur en scène. I don't know. Uh, someone who will look at what you do. Oh, a choreographer, a director. Yeah, a kind of coach for, for building an act. And... Uh, 
The idea is uh, because I'm very tall, when I uh, put my arm widely like this, it's very wide. So it's good for me to move and to, to, to be in all the place of the stage. So I, after that work, uh, all of my tricks or my combination, I, I, I looked how I can uh, move in that combination. How, what is the best direction to move? What are the best uh, moves to, of the body with that combination? So now in my routine, uh, uh, in my show, I really like to, to move everywhere on the stage. Cool. And uh, the, the big finale of your show is, of course, the three Diablo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for this, at the, when, I, when, I st when I decided to do it, uh, the only Diabolist in the world who were, we were able to, to do three Diabolo, it was just throwing three high and maybe uh, pirouette and that's it. And uh, most of other Diabolists, they like to do three in the string, but uh, they were not able to, to go high. So my idea was to do uh, a, a real routine with three Diabolo, so to, to start low, to go high, to do a tricks, to get down low, to do a tricks, to, to come back into high, to do another tricks, and th that, that's it, that is the, the minimum, what I did two days ago. But when I have enough space, enough setting, when it's high enough, I, can, I like to do three or four different tricks high. Um, just thinking about this, I, I often wondered who will be the first person to get up on an open stage or renegade or a, a convention stage and do not a one, two, three Diablo routine, not a two and three Diablo routine, but just a three Diablo routine that lasts maybe four or five minutes. Do you think you could do that? Uh, without any drops? Uh, well, maybe not without any drops. Maybe you can stop and then start again a few times. Yeah, because, because of my body, I can stand uh, more than two minutes of uh, three Diablo routine. But if, if we stop it, yeah, uh, some people, me, if I, if I work a bit, but other people, they have enough tricks with Three Diablo to do a five-minute show without any repetition. You think you could do that, though? Yes, but I have to prepare it if I, if I oh, want yeah, to do it uh, clean. But yeah, it's possible. Technically, yeah, I can do it. Okay, I'll be interested in seeing you do that sometime. Or maybe someone else, because that's always been the big key, because I used to see lots of people doing just a one Diablo, um, and, uh, and also just a, you know, some people then started doing two, and then just a two Diablo routine as well, with three at the end of some people. I'm just waiting for that. That was one of my predictions for this year, that one person will do that on stage, just a three Diablo routine. So uh, tell me, now, you said before that you were doing, you're a professional performer uh, and you've got this uh, one show that you have with your big costume and things like that. Is that your main uh, source of income with, your, with that show? Uh, I have uh, four, three different source of, sources of uh, income. So this show, I have another show which is a street show for outside that I do with my friend Fred. You've seen him uh, at the Jeu de la Jungle, at the Juggling Games here in Toulouse Convention, which is very good with clubs and also with Diabolo. So the, the show is a duo and there, are, there is a lot of uh, Diabolo passing with two people. And, uh, but we do this show only in summer. And I'm now working on another show for theaters. Uh, two people with a video screen at the background of the stage. It's a long show, one hour, but the creation is not uh, finished for now. Uh, next year, it will be ready. Cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me just get into this. Uh, who are your main uh, heroes? Because there's questions that I like to ask every, every juggler that I interview for the podcast. Uh, who are your main heroes? 
with Diabolo. In the Diablo juggling. My master still remains JB because uh, he showed me what was able to, what can be done with the Diabolo. And he, what I love also with him is this way of thinking, uh, how to, to use uh, mathemat mathematical or just logical stuff to, and to apply it to Diabolo or to juggling generally because JB is also very famous for his uh, passing uh, website, passingdb.com, which is a, a real uh, encyclopedia about uh, different rhythms with passing. Cool. And your main, uh, your biggest hero, your main influence from outside of the juggling world. I mean, if you ever, you know, thought of someone who, who you think, oh, I wish I could be that person, but it, as the Diabolist version, or someone who really inspired you to uh, to become a, a good Diabolist or performer. Oh, good question. I have another guys that I'm very in, um, I admire, uh, but it's a juggler. It's Luke Wilson. The just about the the character. The, the character of Luke Wilson is very some, someone I like it. Cool stuff. Um, also, do you have uh, like any final word for, for jugglers? You know, at the end of the podcast, I always say, uh, if there's a question that I've not asked you and you want to say something to all the jugglers listening to this podcast, what would that final word be? Think. Juggle, but when you are learning something, don't forget to think. Because thinking is the key. Sometimes, we, we, I, very often, I, I, I see jugglers who are training very long time on the same tricks because they don't think about what is not okay, what, what they have to change to make it good. So using the head is very useful, I think. Uh, and the last question, can you do four? Depends. <laughs> Today was not okay, no. Actually, I, I, I'm working on four Diabolo for three years, but only in summer. Every year it's going better and better. And the, the big problem with Ford Diabolo is the start. If you, are, if you are able to do a good start, it's not that difficult to do few runs like... Uh, I guess when you, when you can do your sight swaps with lots of fours in them, it really yeah, helps a lot. Sure, sure. But uh, two year, uh, last year, yeah, last year, in different conventions at the end of, the, um, of summer, uh, I, I did four on stage. Uh, not this year for now, but very soon, maybe next, next week in Nantes, a uh, juggling convention in Nantes in France, uh, I will be able to do it. And most of the time also in the stage, the, the, condi the conditions are not good, it's not high enough, the light is not okay. So it's very, very difficult to do throw in bad condition. So let's see. But uh, if you look at Tony, for example, he was able to put throw on stage five years later after it, 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 he started to learn it. Can he actually do four on stage now? Tony? Yeah. Yeah, every, every show he can do four on stage. Okay, because I've seen him do it and sometimes he gets it clean, sometimes he, he struggles time and time again. So I'm not, uh, not sure. Anything else that you want to say? Uh, thanks, Luke, for being in France here in Toulouse because I think uh, a lot of people here, say it's good for them to, to see different, uh, a different uh, approach of juggling like you have. Well, cool. Thanks a lot for that. Uh, Priam, uh, thank you very much for this uh, interview. It's been really great. Yeah, thanks a lot. Look. And, uh, and hopefully see you again in the future. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, there was the interview. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Polo, did you enjoy the interview? Yeah, I really did. Did you?
No, you, have you heard that one? Did I play it to you? No. Oh, okay. Because I played you the the podcast, the, all the stuff that I recorded at uh, at Toulouse, except that interview. I think so. Uh, anyway, you can uh, you can listen to it. Oh, this yeah. Week. And you could give me a back massage while I'm listening to it. That was <laughs> what we did last time. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Priam, great guy, and uh, I'd love to actually get some more uh, diabolists on as well. Talking of that, we're gonna do a. Recording with Trespass at the Berlin Juggling Convention, so I really look forward to. Did yeah. you ask them already? Yeah, they actually said on the on the podcast as well oh, last cool. week that they we're going to meet up with them. So uh, also that I think will pre- pretty much be one of the first time we ever interview a female juggling guest for the uh, for the podcast as well. So maybe we should look out for more female jugglers to uh, interview for this uh, podcast. Can you think of anything that any females that we've had? No, me neither. So I think we need more female. We could female. interview Lena. Uh, yeah, but we we we've just done we've just done uh, another diabolist, and we've got more diabolists lined up. Yeah, so it's maybe it's always we'll really strange to interview someone you know quite well because it feels strange to ask questions that you know the answers to. It's I know silly. it is a bit weird. That's yeah. what, it was a bit strange talking to Priam actually and saying, "What about this?" And it's like, "Yeah, I know." And it's like, "Yeah, you're, you're going to be oh, enthusiastic." That's really interesting. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah great. Really? Yeah, wow. Great. So um, yeah, so that was uh, Priam and uh, interviews lined up. I think next maybe week. Maybe that's why I don't want to interview you. Someone asked, why can't Paula interview Luke and Luke interview Paula? It would just be really, really strange for me to ask, hey Luke, when did you actually start juggling? Well, I started, <laughs> wow, 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 and you just turn off, yeah. So um, next week, I think probably either an interview with Marco Bonissimo, which has been sitting there in the archives for ages. Um, not because it's not interesting, just because it didn't fit yeah it's just not really fit so I'll definitely release that one next week also maybe the interview if I get the interview we get the shoe maybe I'll do that this week oh yeah that would be cool so oh, um, I want to be with you when we do that okay but I don't want to leave it until September to get the interview we can do it at the Berlin convention maybe so no. <laughs> yes okay we'll see how it goes yes you all heard it okay okay my fingers are crossed you are lying I can <laughs> see your fingers <laughs> My toes are crossed. Anyway, so um, let's uh, go. Let's finish the podcast. Say goodbye, Pony. Bye. And uh, goodbye. And now is the interview with Ori Roth, the the, the craply recorded interview from Israel. Oh, we're in Israel. Oh, oh. world peace. Got to get that in there. Um, yeah, <laughs> we don't want to be political, Pony. Okay. Sorry. No world peace then. <laughs> On that note, Ori Roth.
So uh, just tell me a bit about your juggling as well. I mean, I could explain what you what kind of juggling you do, you do ball juggling, but I'd love to explain some of the tricks that you work on that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'm doing yeah, mostly ball juggling, just a bit flat in Diablo, but yeah, I love ball because it's not very physically hard and uh, can do a lot of body pose without more easy. Yeah, that's like a thing that. But who are your influences? I mean, if, if I was to pick one out of the air, I'm thinking someone more like Dave Kelly. Is, is he a big influence on you? Yeah, but I didn't uh, know him a long time ago. I just know his friends, like uh, Evan Zaff and Barack Hussein and Noam Geller and kind of travelers that I met every week. So, yeah, until like a couple of years ago, I didn't know one of the travelers at all. And now you go to EJC, what's the new one? Were you at the last EJC and the one before that as well? Yeah, I was in Ireland and in Slovenia, I wasn't, I wasn't, and, but the uh, friend two years ago, I guess, yeah. And we saw you on the, um, on the uh, uh, what was it, the Eurovision, um, uh, Eurovision Juggle Contest as well. Uh, I really enjoyed that as well. And also, um, last year you took part in a three ball competition at the Israeli juggling convention. What did you tell me about that and uh, what, what happened there? Oh, okay. Uh, every year there's a three prop competition in the Israeli juggling convention. One year is balls, one year is club. This year there's club, next year there's uh, balls. So I wanted to do something special for the competition because I believe nobody really prepares something here for this. But I thought I need to prepare something, so I want to mistake and uh, do some stupid uh, things. So we have some routine uh, that my brother did the music and just want to do a house mix and stupid tricks all combined together, match it with the music and see how it goes. Uh, well, of course it went well, you won. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you also beat uh, uh, Maxim as well, Maxim Kamaru, he was, over, he was the special guest of the convention and you beat him. And actually we saw, me and Polly, we saw the picture of the three, the three finalists, no, the three people who came first, second and third. You're standing there in the middle, Maxim over on top, glaring at you as well. But uh, I uh, thought it was quite funny. Uh, also, a lot of people won't just know you from that because uh, there was a video online. And uh, actually at the moment there's running a, a poll for the best film video of the year and I voted for that one. Thank you. Did you vote for my video? Uh, okay, nobody voted for my video. But uh, also your other videos as well, you did a series of videos. How many was it with uh, you and your, uh, not your uh, but cousin? Brother, cousin. Uh, yeah, yeah, we just spent, uh, spent an evening with your family. You know, two brothers and from a different family, two sisters. And the, the one of the brothers had a sister and the other brother. So I thought you and uh, Abner were uh, really good enough. Yeah, and we also live next to each other, it's very confusing. Anyway, we had like uh, 10 videos, uh, one like outtake and one trailer. Yeah, like 10 videos, just juggling a couple of things and videos. But it's not just juggling, is it? Not only, some uh, animals and uh, safety. 
that's what I really love about your videos, is it's not just the juggling, you've got like, like fantastic editing. I mean, how long do you spend, like the last one, was it the ninth video or something? How long do you just spend on the editing, just on the, uh, you did all the filming and things like that, but the editing and put together the video? Yeah, yeah, about the last
Thank you very much for this interview. It's uh, been enlightening. 
Tak ada apa-apa 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 Tak ada apa-apa